Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 31 of the Genesis Gems podcast. I am one of co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this week is Aaron Hickman. How you doing, Aaron? Yeah, doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. We, uh, you know, Rob, I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little bit, Rob. He, he picked this game. He said he randomly picked this game, and then he doesn't show. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Rob's had some, uh, <laughs> had some family matters to attend to, so we're, we'll go ahead and tease him just a little bit here in the beginning, but... Uh, uh, yeah, we're definitely missing Rob this week. We hope everyone just keeps remembering him and your thoughts and prayers. Uh, miss you, Rob. Hope you're listening to this, and thanks a lot for picking this game, buddy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Rob. Jeez, we're gonna get you back. Here we are. We're gonna make him play Barney by himself. He's going to do a, right. a game by game Sega podcast about Barney by himself. I think that'd be a good episode. I'd love it. I'd, yeah. I'd listen to that. You'll get some pointers from uh, like Ferg and uh, Phil how to do podcasts by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just be him singing the Barney theme song. That'd be funny. It'll be called the Solo the Solo Hoser Podcast. <laughs> the Genesis Gym. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> so uh Aaron, we've got a lot going on in the world of Genesis Gyms. It's been a pretty busy week just getting some things done. Uh the big thing is, since the last recording, we have an official website. Uh a long time ago when we launched Genesis Gyms, we actually bought the uh the domain name GenesisGymsPodcast.com. If you type that into a web browser, it literally just took you to our Facebook group. Um, so I had to go backtrack to see where that was purchased. Uh, Josh Wood actually bought that, and uh, he set all that up. So I had to go find that and talk to Josh, and we designed another website. So if you go to GenesisGemsPodcast.com, all of our links are there. This whole part of the show where I say where to find us is getting much shorter now because I'm just going to say go to GenesisGemsPodcast.com and leave us a review on iTunes. That's how I'm going to end that now sounds good awesome. right? <laughs> yeah um something else has changed and i think it's helped us a little bit I've, I've had a few i've had more email lately and just more messages on our facebook page about people finding us um i got a little depressed when i searched for our podcast on itunes because i typed in retro gaming and it was nowhere to be found so i cheated a little bit i went out to our uh, feed and i changed the title of our podcast to genesis gems retro gaming podcast and now we're fourth on the list when you type in retro gaming on itunes so oh, awesome. uh, yeah, so a little marketing scheme there, a little, little bit of cheating, but uh, we have uh, I think we got like three or four iTunes reviews since the last show, so that was pretty cool. I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but it made me feel a little better about it. So there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, go check the website out because we now have um, there's a little section on the website about each of the hosts. Uh, we did a little questionnaire like you know what's your favorite game, what's your favorite band, blah blah blah. So you can see a little blurb about Aaron, myself, and Rob on there, and um, another big piece of. Uh, just cool, good content on there. Uh, Nick DeBarco, who's he's known for hating the Genesis, actually has a whole article section of nothing but Genesis games that he's reviewed. So go go check that out. Just click articles. Uh, there's a link to all his Genesis-related articles on there. A little bio from him. He's going to. I be, think. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Say, go ahead. The last one he did was uh, he he did uh, Crystal's Ponytail. Yeah, it was kind of ironic. He also did. Uh, yeah, that, I think that was before we even picked the game. Yeah, and uh, I think his wife liked that game growing up. Is that yes, kind of story? And okay. He can't stand it, but that yeah. that's another story. <laughs> yeah, well, I know when you we should check that article out. Absolutely, and when we uh, announced the game, he was kind of giving us a hard time. It was funny how that happened. I still think he, he and Rob were were scheming, but yeah, yeah, that's how that goes. But yeah, go go check that out. Um. And another thing, hopefully by the time this reaches a lot of people out there, uh, I will have already received the very first Genesis Gym shirt. Now, it, there's a store out there already made where everyone can go buy the shirt, but I don't want to advertise it until I'm happy with the shirt. I don't know what it's going to look like once it goes to print, and I don't want to rip anybody off. 
So basically, uh, the shirt as it stands today is going to cost probably, I think, $17 or $18. Um, the only profit that goes to us will be like a dollar or two dollars per shirt. And, um, I promise every bit of that will go right back into the podcast, uh, whether it's for the fees of, of hosting it, any, anything goes along with the podcast. We will not pocket any of that. So I just thought it'd be kind of neat to have a little, um, uh, some merchandise. We'll see how that goes. We may stick some more out there, but we'll, we'll see. And, uh, also I think we're going to start advertising, uh, Nick DeMarco's store, uh, right on our website as well. So well, just stay tuned. The website's going to be a real cool hub for all things Genesis Gems. I'm pretty excited about it. It's been it's been on the back of my mind for a while to have a website, and we have finally have one. So very happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise. No, cool. I'm I'm super excited that we've got a website now, and we have a fantastic place where you guys can check out more of our content, and uh, hopefully, you know, I I can get some articles up there myself, and uh, you know, contribute not be a hoser and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> understood yeah no, oh I've, yeah I've, I've also i've been throwing around some ideas about doing some videos some let's play stuff too so that that's definitely some other things kind of brewing i, w- I want to get more involved with that make this a you know it, it's already a good a good community a, a good thing but i want to kind of take it to the next level as well so just stay tuned we got some cool things coming up but um yeah and we also want to say thank you i mentioned earlier itunes reviews we've got about three or four since the last show they're all five stars we really appreciate that that helps us out a lot so thank you so much for that and with that i guess we can go right into sega snippets Test one two sega. now it's time for sega snippets so aaron what have you been up to buddy and uh you know not too much but uh shoot i uh went to a retro game store just a couple of days ago, um, and man, it was really neat. I posted it up on the Genesis Gems page, but uh, it's this place in San Antonio, Texas, where I'm at, called uh, Propaganda Palace. And what it is is you go downtown, and there's this uh, little shop on a corner, and you walk in, and the first thing you see is just a whole bunch of records everywhere. <laughs> and uh, let me just tell you, there's like nowhere to walk. There's like a, a single aisle you can walk through. There's just records everywhere. But once you pass, once you walk past the record room, because though I'd like to collect records at some point, that's not that's <laughs> not what I do. Uh, I walk past that room, and another room is like video game nirvana, wall to wall video games everywhere. But yeah, so when I when I went to Propaganda Palace, I went to this uh, this room. Uh, Man, just wall-to-wall video games, a whole like floor-to-ceiling shrine to Sega uh, on the back corner, and like one to Nintendo and one to Sony, PlayStation, all this stuff. Uh, just video games everywhere, and it, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and then, what's interesting is when you walk in there, you know how most video game stores you walk into you can kind of peruse the games yourself and just pick out a game and pull it off and just look at a price tag yeah i i didn't see that here basically <laughs> all the games are sitting on shelves and like every single game you could possibly want like uh i was asking around just you know asking a few of my friends like hey are there any games you're looking for and they had them the only problem i have with the store is that they use uh price charting oh yeah and uh, the problem with price charting is that uh, <laughs> you've probably seen this. Those prices tend to be a little bit inflated. Yeah. 
a little bit higher than they should be. So the guy's like sitting there, nicest guy, and he knew a lot about video games. But, you know, every time I'd ask about a game, he'd pull out a, you know, pull out his phone and look at pricecharting.com. And then he'd say, okay, well, based on this, I think the game should be this. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and what is that? They usually look at eBay, don't they? Like this game is going yeah, for Yeah, it, it goes off of eBay and I think Amazon. And I think it takes an average of those prices. And the problem is, you know, what's that based off of? It's based off of, you know, people coming up with whatever price they want. So um, I ended up buying one game, though. I, I got um, Prince of Persia for Adam, um, my co-host on Retro Obscura, because he'd been looking for that game. So I got a copy on Sega Genesis. Um, but, you know, it was still a little expensive. And I was like, you know what? You're my friend. He's, <laughs> he's gotten me games before. So I, I said, OK, I'll, I'll get you this game anyway. <laughs> but uh the other thing i picked up there is like well i can't you know can't go to a retro game store and leave with nothing so the other thing i picked up was uh a sega genesis model one with the high definition graphics yeah. logo <laughs> uh and and i'll explain later in the show why that's important but uh i picked one of those up and i'm super excited about that and um yeah, you know, cool store. It's definitely a place to check out if you're ever in San Antonio. Just expect to pay a little more than you might like. Um, it's not the only retro game store in town, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that that's about it for me. Nothing else too crazy or exciting at the moment. What about you? Yeah, so um, sort of Sega-related, more just kind of having fun related. My wife and I went to... Uh, there's a town in Kentucky called Louisville. I, it, I always pronounce it Louisville, but apparently when you get down there, everyone calls it Louisville. Louisville. Um, but they had a, like a Comic Con type uh, event called Fandom Fest. So we went down there and had a blast. I got to meet a couple really cool uh, old wrestling guys like Jim Cornette and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, we're big Doctor Who fans, so we got to meet Arthur Darville, who plays uh, Rory. Um, at the, oh, awesome. Yeah, the, the Matt Smith, uh, Dr. Rain. So we, we got to meet him, had our picture taken with him, went to a Q&A panel, uh, really cool. Um, but we did buy some Sega stuff. Uh, my, my youngest son, he's three years old, and uh, he loves Sonic. So we got him a uh, Sonic uh, toboggan and a little Sonic uh, plush toy. And he goes to sleep every night with a Sonic plush toy. So he, <laughs> he had Did you post a video where he was well, running around with that, that on? Well, my oldest son put it on. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that was funny because we, we actually got my oldest son like Adventure Time stuff. He loves Jake and Finn. Loves the Adventure Time show, which I actually really enjoy that show too. It's kind of funny, but um, yeah, my my youngest son loves that. And, and another thing, cool, I really missed out. We had a couple of listeners who were actually at that fest, and um, I I missed out meeting both of them. So I want to say, um, I know one was there on Saturday night, and the other one was there Sunday, and it just it just didn't work out for either one of them. My my wife and I were kind of just taking our time, <laughs> just enjoying the city, and uh, we didn't have any kids with us that weekend, so. Uh, but yeah, hopefully next time we can, I, I want, I definitely want to go back. That was an awesome event. It's my first real con event I went to. So definitely wanted to go to another one, whether it's a comic con or something similar to that, but there's some, there's real cool stuff there. A few little game stores. They were, like you said, I think they're using price charting. So very overpriced, but I got a chance to pass out some Genesis gems, uh, cards that we had made. So that's cool. Um, as far as games go, I'll go over this real quick. I finally got me an arcade stick. I think I posted that on the group page. 
So I've my, my Genesis has been on nonstop when I get home. Been playing lots of like Hyperstone High, Streets of Rage, uh, a lot of shoot 'em ups. It's a blast playing shoot 'em ups on that arcade stick, like Filios and Biohazard Battle. Uh, a lot oh, of street, awesome. yeah, a lot of Street Fighter too. Just been playing a lot of. It, I had a six button controller for Genesis, but it broke. It was a cheap one, so I haven't had an actual six button uh, layout for a while. So the arcade stick actually has the six buttons. So fighting games have been been a blast. So been doing that. And then actually today I went to a flea market and I posted some pictures up. I bought a some uh, some some decent games. I got Rocket Knight Adventures complete in box. Paid a little. To me, it's too much. The price starting had it at forty dollars uh, complete. I paid thirty for it. So that's still too much to me. But I had to get it because I love Rocket Knight. And then I got a uh, Barclay Shut Up and Jam. I got Combat Cars, which is an accolade game. It's a lot like uh, RC Pro Am. It's got that kind of overhead racing perspective. Oh yeah. It's not. It's not too bad. I had never played that. And I also got. I played this game a ton when I was a kid. It was, it's a one-on-one street basketball game called Jam It. <laughs> yep. And I, I don't know why I, I popped it in today and played it for a little bit. I mean, it was fun, but I I I, did, I remember it hasn't aged all that well, right? Not not well at all. But is I, that an accolade one? This is actually Virgin. Um, oh, okay, no, yeah. I'm confusing that with uh, Barkley Shut Up Exa- and Jam. Yeah, Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Which was Accolade. Yeah, and so is Combat Cars. It's also Accolade. Yeah. So I got those. And I also got um, the Greatest Heavyweights Boxing Game, which is actually just uh, Evander Holyfield's boxing, but with le- <laughs> with Legends, which I love Evander Holyfield boxing. Yeah. Game, so that was cool. Did and you ever I- have um, Buster Douglas? Uh no I played I rented that a lot I remember the yeah, gra- I think graphics we rented that one a lot the graphics were pretty cool in that game a lot of muscle flexing and things like that but um the last game I got which you'll you'll appreciate this Aaron I got DJ Boy finally they had that awesome. there awesome it was only like five dollars so pretty I used, good used to play that one on my uh my like ten inch uh, black and white TV yeah yeah and <laughs> I I believe you recommended that to me. After we covered Chester yeah. Cheetah, because uh, you're like, man, Kaneko games stink. <laughs> I was like, no, man, you gotta play DJ Boy. Yeah, and you're right; it's it's definitely a good game. I I played it for a good thirty minutes down here a little bit ago, and I I had emulated it after we we talked, and I I really liked it, so I I wanted to find me a copy. So we finally got got that. I was kind of shocked because a lot of these places don't have Genesis games very often. A lot of sports games and a lot of your your main games, but this one little place that flea market had a lot of just really random Genesis games. So I kind of got the ones I didn't have or I don't see much of. But yeah, that's really all I've been into. Really enjoying my arcade stick and hoping to dig into some more of these games. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we have a brand new segment coming up for you guys. This is uh something we kind of kidded about in the past, and uh you know Rob was talking saying we we've got to get a segment on here. Because I, I know Aaron in the past had put a picture of himself on Facebook with his uh, Sega lanyard, and pretty much just said, uh, "Ask me about Sega Genesis." And uh, <laughs> so we're going to do a new segment here, and this segment is called "Ask Aaron." Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions; it's okay, and he will answer them if he wants. So, uh, Aaron, you have a question picked out, right? We posted the picture to Aaron on the Facebook page with his Sega lanyard, the official Aaron picture of the Genesis Gems. And we said, hey, anyone want to ask Aaron a Sega question? And we had a ton of them come in. It was awesome. Probably one of the more popular threads on our Facebook page, believe it or not. Yeah. So we, uh, I believe you picked one out, right? Yeah, actually, I picked out two. One's a simple one, and then one's a harder one to kind of answer. But uh, we'll, we'll take them one by one, and uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, see if we'll keep this segment around. I hope so. Um, so, yeah. So on uh, this edition of Ask Aaron About Sega, uh, <laughs> Blake Worrell 
in our group asks, serious question. Do you know why Skate's name was changed from Sammy in Japan to Eddie in uh, the U.S. and in Europe uh, in the Streets of Rage series? And, you know, I did a bit of research on this, and I don't have a good answer. All I can really figure is that the Japanese tend to prefer certain names over other ones i mean i don't know sammy corporation i also think of sammy davis jr <laughs> like you know like maybe they were thinking of a uh famous african-american you know or yeah because th- and i think they're maybe telling the future because didn't sammy buy sega isn't that something that yeah happened? yeah there you go <laughs> that that's your answer right there <laughs> but uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing i was thinking too was that eddie was like a really popular name in the early 90s, I mean, you had Eddie Winslow, um, you had uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, you know, come on, it's perfect. <laughs> Maybe Eddie was just a more popular name over here at the time. Or it, and all, honestly, all it probably took was someone from Sega uh, of America, you know, in the localization department going, you know what, I think Eddie is a, is a cooler sounding or tougher sounding street name. So that that's probably all it was. <laughs> Now, the other question came from Paul Stevenson, who's actually my co-host over on Retro Obscura. I picked his question because it was, a, it was actually a really good question, and I wanted to see if I could uh, answer it. And he said, if someone is new to buying a Sega Genesis, um, which model would you recommend? One, two, or three? And w- was any version ever packed with a six-button controller? And I'll answer the easier question first, which is, was any, were any of these consoles packed in with a six-button controller? The answer is yes, and that would be the Genesis 3. Uh, when I looked at the boxes, uh, well, I know for the Model 1, of course, always a, a three-button. And then I looked at the, the two, and whenever I owned one, I don't remember ever seeing a six-button controller packed, and you had to buy one. Um, but to answer the question, which Genesis should you buy if you're new to the Sega Genesis, um, I would go with the Model 1. And not just any Model 1, but with the model that says high-definition graphics. And that's not just, you know, it's not just hyperbole or saying, oh, it's because it's got the most blast processing. No, it's because, uh, for some reason... Um, Sega didn't like companies like Accolade coming along, especially Accolade, um, coming along and figuring out a way to get around their lockout technology. Or you know what? I'm trying to think about it. The very first version of the Sega Genesis had no lockout technology at all. And when you put a game in it, the game would just boot right up. you so you know on Sega games, when you put them in most Sega Genesis, you put it in there and it'll say producer under license from Sega. You remember seeing that screen, right? Yes. Let me just explain why. So the high-definition graphics model of Sega, uh, for some reason when they switch between that model and then the next iterations of the Sega Genesis 1 line, uh, they actually put in something called the... Uh, it, it's the... TMSS. It's like the trademark security system. And so what it would do is it would block like uh you remember like ballistic games? Those were those were accolade games like Double Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so there were certain games that, that wouldn't work anymore, but along with that, 
for some reason the the sound got downgraded the the sound chip the the fm chip and so i don't i don't know exactly i'm not as uh technically minded as a john wedgworth <laughs> nerd noise radio but if you go to there's a really awesome article um uh, up on sega 16 up on up on their forums that gives you every single detail about why this one's better than most of the other ones but it really just has to do with the build quality of the chips that sega was using in in their consoles so if you want the best sound go with the the model one with the high definition graphics and um, you want to make sure on the very on the back of the Genesis, it's going to have an EXT port that never got used. That was going to be for the Sega modem. And what I did was, like I mentioned earlier, I went to Propaganda Palace. I bought a Sega Genesis Model 1 with the high-definition graphics. I actually sat there and uh, hooked in my headphones to each system. I compared it with my Sega Genesis Model 1, um, which was a later revision without the high-def graphics on it. And... You know what? I actually noticed a difference. I played Vector Man 2 and Adventures of Batman and Robin. And what I noticed was, for some reason, in the later revision model, the sound seemed like it was more distorted. Hmm. Like, uh, and I don't know why. Um, so everything was just a little bit more distorted. and It was just a little bit cleaner and just better sounding on the original uh, first revision uh, Genesis, and like if you got get to the Sega Genesis Model Two, it's even worse. Like sound wise, I've heard stories of people's uh, sound just giving out, or just being or uh, just being weak overall. I watched a series of YouTube videos uh, just comparing different sound iterations on the different Genesis, and um, yeah, it's 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 weird, but. Uh, I recommend the Model 1. If you have a 2, okay. But Genesis 3, the problem with that <laughs> one is it's got mono sound and you can't even hook up a Sega CD or a 32X with it. Yeah. I mean, what good is that? So it, it almost looks like one of those cheap plug-and-play systems. It really reminds me of that at-games plug-and-play system. It does. It does. And it was, wasn't was it brought up by Majesco? I think, I think you're right. Yeah, it just it didn't feel like the real deal. Yeah, I have a Model Two, and I'm kind of dying to get a Model One. I I didn't know all of that when, I, of course, when I was a kid, I had no clue. But uh, after, oh, me neither. I yeah. just I played what I had. Exactly. So after you know talking with you and then John Wedgworth, it's really I always thought a Model One was cool because I had the headphone jack. I I, I love playing games really loud with headphones. Yeah, you missed that on the Sega Genesis yeah. Model 2 also. Yeah. So and I kind of passed up on a deal. I felt bad cuz a coworker of mine, it's actually a lady who uh, used to sit next to me in a cube. She she knows I collect video games and she took a picture of one at a yard sale. It was like $35. It looked so nice and pristine. She's like, "Do you want me to get that for you?" And I'm like, and it was just kind of one of those things where I didn't want to, didn't want her to put herself out to get me something. I was like, "No, nah, it's all right. I'll get one later." And I was kind of kicking myself later, like, "Ooh, I should have got that." I mean, it was clean. It looked great. Really should have did that, but yeah, passed up on that bad deal or that good uh, deal. <laughs> well, that was. Let's see. I got my model one with the high definition graphics. Uh, I, I grabbed it for about thirty bucks. Yeah, so, so it wasn't I, too bad. Genesis really. I mean, the Model 2s were pretty cheap, too. I even went to a store today that they were kind of overpricing their, their game systems, and even the Genesis still wasn't that bad of a price. 
I, for me, you know, it being one of my favorite retro consoles of all time. Oh yeah, it, it's just to me, it's it's a heck of a price, and really, the Genesis is probably the cheapest system to to collect for. I, every time I see like the games in the cases, the NES games are real rare, you know, seventy, eighty dollars, and usually your Genesis games that are you know somewhat rare, thirty, twenty dollars, something like that. So it's definitely a cheaper system to collect for, I think. Yeah, I, I agree, and it's nice because uh, there are tons of great games on the system, and uh, you know, there's this whole retro thing getting popular again, and people wanting to collect, and thank goodness you can still get Genesis games for cheap. Oh uh, yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> I appreciate that because when I looked at all the Super Nintendo games on the wall, while I do have a Super Nintendo, each game feels like it costs about it fifteen twenty bucks <laughs> on the low end. Yeah. Just pathetic. <laughs> yeah, especially the good games. I mean, you, you can't find Link to the Past what, under $30, oh, no. $40, or something like that. And, uh, oh, no, forget it. I got lucky and was able to keep some of those. I think I spent $35 on Contra 3 about three years ago, and now that like that like that's cheap compared to what you find it for now. So every year the prices keep going up and up. It's, so, it's dumb, yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, and I just wanted to mention, too, I, I said Sega Genesis Model 1, 2, and 3, um, just keep in mind, for the Model 1 and 2, there are different revisions. Um, but again, stick with that high-definition graphics one if you can. And then, um, also keep in mind, there's the Sega uh, CDX, which yes. is pretty cool, <laughs> which is a combination Sega Genesis and Sega CD. And the sound on that seemed okay. It was just a little bit quieter. Um, and then you've also got things like the pioneer laser active and the jvc xi um how's the which sa- how's the sound on the XI? i don't believe produce as good of sound okay. as you get on a real real deal sega genesis um, i'm very curious i'd love to find one of those just just because it's small and it looks no i'm, I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm thinking of the cdx aren't i oh yeah the cdx that, the is awesome small. i've had a cdx i've had a nomad um the nomad the sound on that uh isn't quite as good it, again, it just seems like it's too quiet. But, uh, yeah, the CDX is awesome. Um, I had one uh, I got from a pawn shop. And back when you could get a CDX from a pawn shop for like 20 bucks, oh, yeah. Or you could get a Sega CD for real cheap. Or uh, I remember finding like two Master Systems. Oh, man. Golden <laughs> golden age. Yeah. But um, I hope that answers your question, Paul Stevenson. I think I've gone on far too long on the subject. <laughs> but, again... If you want to know more, please go to sega-16.com, go over to their forums, and the name of the thread is Guide to Telling Apart a Good Genesis, it's Good Genesis 1s and Genesis 2s from Bad Ones. So, (laughs) there you go. That's cool. Sega 16 is actually featured on Moby Games a lot, writing reviews for Genesis games, so it's definitely a good site, good site to go to. Well, you ready to jump right into this game? Oh, yeah. All right. right, Game on, Aaron. Game on, Nick. Game on! Yeah, game on. Sega! This is Crystal's Ponytail. Now, it's ponytail as in T-A-L-E. You see what they did there? Not like a ponytail like your hair, like T-A-I-L, right? So it's it's, it's like a kind of a play on words there a little bit. Play on words there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, <laughs> again, this is our random pick. No, no one picked this game, but Rob. He he swears that he scrolled through his. We have we have that app we use that we just scroll real fast and stop our finger on a game, and that's 
supposedly our random pick. I'm still thinking he did this on purpose and and didn't show up and is laughing at his house right now as we record. But anyways, this game laughing, neighing, one of those neighing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so this game was developed by Sega and published by Sega. I think on the uh, I'm looking at the box here. It actually says Sega Club, which um, was there any other Sega Club games? Was Barney yeah, Party Hard to Seek? Barney Hide and Seek. Um, I think there was a. Uh, uh, Sonic and Tails, um, what was it called? It was like a, it was a learning. I, you know what's funny? I think Nick DeMarco is going to send me this game, but it was like a learning and activity center game that was part of that kids club series. <laughs> was that there maybe, were only a few games? Wasn't there like an Echo Junior or something? Yeah, like Echo Junior okay, was one of okay. them also. Okay, so yeah, so th- this is definitely a kids game. Um, it was released on February 1st, 1994. The uh, composer, who I did a little bit of research on, his name was Mark Mitchell. He did lots of... Uh, actually, did a, he's even was even active in like the PS2 era. Did a lot of game show games. You see him doing like uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. I think there's a few Monopolies in there he did music for. So uh, I was just kind of curious. I thought it was kind of neat how he's doing a kid's game and then kind of move forward with like, game show stuff. But that was interesting. Um and this game will land you about $9 for the carts and $21 for a complete in box. I ended up getting the box, and I don't I don't think they advertise this well because I bought it on Amazon. I couldn't really find it out in the wild anywhere. And I spent like $6 for it with the $2 shipping, and it just said cart only. And when I got the package, it actually came with the box and the cover art, no, no manual. So that was kind of cool. I, I felt like... Uh, they kind of did me a favor there <laughs> with this game, I guess. But I, I, when I buy, when I buy, I think I sent you this message today. When I buy Genesis games, I prefer getting it with the box. I don't like having all these loose carts everywhere. I'm trying to fix that. It's going to take some money, but I am going to try to get custom cases for all my cartridge onlys. But anyways, that's that. Um, as far as memories go, I don't even remember seeing this game as a kid. I didn't see it anywhere to rent. I, remember- I might have seen it in a flyer. That's about okay. it. Well, I remember seeing I remember seeing Barney's Hide and Seek, but I don't ever remember seeing this game. So this was completely new to me. Uh, when I heard Crystal's Ponytail, I just immediately thought it was a uh, oh, <laughs> what's the pony show everyone loves? My Little Pony. My, I just immediately thought it was a My Little Pony thing, but I guess it's not affiliated with that at all, is it? Yeah, and my roommate's giving me a funny look right now because we're <laughs> talking about ponies. <laughs> He's like, "What are you?" He's doing? like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> He's nodding his head. <laughs> Give me the thumbs up. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be so nervous if someone was watching me podcast. My wife sometimes sits in the same room, and I just start looking at her, making sure she's not paying attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I made sure to play the game when he wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this this was kind of funny. My kids wanted to keep playing it. And, yeah, uh, my daughter really got into it, which is the demographic of this game, which is, yeah. you know, she's a six-year-old little girl's perfect age. I mean, did, did she stick with it? Did she figure out what was going on? Um, She, I think she just liked walking around as a, as a pony. Okay. Um, she said she enjoyed it, though. She said it was a gem. Oh, that's right. I saw that video. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, son played it for about five minutes and was like, "Daddy, can I play Turtles?" So that, that <laughs> ended pretty quick. But he keeps asking to play it again. I don't understand that. Maybe because he watched me play it and I beat it in front of him one day. But but yeah. Anyways, uh, I guess as oh, far. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I wanted to answer one question, which was you'd asked what other games were on that Sega Club line, um, and I, and I found it. So 
you had um, Crystal's Ponytail, of course, Echo Jr., uh, Math Blaster, oh, episode yeah, one, yeah. Uh, Richard Scary's Busy Town. Oh, I, was that really a game? You know, I thought, yeah. that, I thought that was a newer cartoon. No, it was oh, it was wow. in the mid nineties. Uh, there's a newer one also. Okay, but there's a Cause that's the worm, the magic right? school bus. Was oh, it, I'm not sure. Richard Scary was like the earthworm guy with the yeah. little hat. Okay, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're fine. Uh, but yeah, they I think they did a updated version of that show or okay. that uh, that book. Um, so there's also the magic school bus, which was also a 32x game. Um, you had uh, Sesame Street. Counting Cafe and Wacky Worlds, which is, I think, the game I was. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's one where I guess uh, Sonic makes a cameo. But there's also Bonkers and Berenstein Bears Camping Adventure. Now, real quick, <laughs> if we ever cover this game, do you know about the Berenstein Bears controversy? Like all the perverted stuff. No, oh. <laughs> I, I have seen that one. No, okay, okay, Nick, how do you spell Berenstein Bears? Oh gosh! How do you spell Berenstein without looking it up? Berenstein, B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. I'm sure. Nope. I'll, nope. Not even close. <laughs> nope. It's Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears. Okay. It seriously is, but you know what? Um, we've all been brainwashed into thinking it was Berenstein Bears. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's too funny. I I never really thought about it. I like... growing up, I always thought it was Berenstein, but if you look at the books. There's actually an A in there. I'm about to go grab one. I have one. I read. And fo- so now there's this whole like conspiracy on the <laughs> internet where people actually think that someone went back and changed all the names <laughs> of the books because if you go to game, you go to uh, GameStop.com and you can find a listing where they spelled it like you just did. <laughs> uh, and it's just hilarious because all the books have that that A spelling. Anyways, that's an, an aside. Uh, Back to you, good sir. <laughs> That's awesome. No, my, I, I read a couple of those books to my son. He has one in particular about manners. We were trying to teach him better manners. And yeah, those books are hard to read, kids. They're kind of long, and I kind of don't like reading them, to be honest. So I'm about to go <laughs> I can pull it off his bookshelf and see if uh, I'm kind of stumped now, man. <laughs> but, yeah. I've, uh, I've never played that game. I don't think I've – this is the first uh, Sega Club game I've actually played. Um, I, I think besides maybe Echo Jr. Yeah. And uh, I think Math Blaster at school on a PC. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was in high school, when a, a friend of mine, we used, we had a huge download of like every ROM. I'm pretty sure we played Barney one evening just for fun. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't remember it, but I'm pretty sure we were just kind of being stupid and goofy. But I do remember starting that and kind of messing around with it. Yeah, you know I've been hearing that lately. Like, I guess I wasn't the only kid in high school who had a floppy disk with uh, an oh, emulator gosh. and some ROMs on it. Here, I thought I was the only one because I'd play uh, Bomberman uh, and I'd play it with two of my friends, and we'd share each share part of the keyboard to play it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like I, I remember having one gamepad that hooked up to my computer, and player one would have that, and player two would use like W, S, and D for up, down, left, and right, and like some of the numbers on the other side for. Uh, a, B, and C. Yeah. We, um, and the things we did. Oh, when I first <laughs> found out. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I got to learn and love retro games and learn about them and, and be even any type of knowledgeable at all about them is just from emulators and ROMs. I'd start typing in, like, what's the best what's the best beat-em-up game? What's the best RPG game? 
especially when the internet was bigger in the mid to late nineties. And that's how I started to learn about all this stuff. So Oh, yeah. I think if it wasn't for emulators and ROMs, I probably wouldn't even have a podcast today because my knowledge would be zero. It'd just be, I love those games, and that'd, that'd be it. But anyways, uh, the story of Crystal's Ponytail. <laughs> I might slaughter this. I tell you what, let's. Uh, I'm going to read the back of this uh, case. Let's make this official. Yeah. So it says, a crabby witch cast a wicked spell, and Crystal the Pony's friends are prisoners. Crystal gallops through flowery fields, dark forests, and spooky caves in search of the magic crystals that will free her pony pals. <laughs> so, Alliteration, love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much the game. It's uh, um, it's definitely like an action-adventure game. You're, you're going around finding the gems to unlock your friends, and there is a witch who pops up every now and then. So that's pretty much the story in a nutshell. And you can customize Crystal. Um, I think I put a picture on the page that I made Crystal all black, that way, it, I felt a little bit better about myself playing this game. Turn her into a brony. <laughs> yeah, a brony. Is that what I don't? <laughs> I had to look up brony when I when I started hearing that word. So that that's... that word only popped up a few years ago. To describe, okay, uh, okay. I think male fans of My Little Pony. It, and exactly, I think you explained that to me, and then I went out and checked it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. I had to make sure. I, there's a lot of uh, Urban Dictionary is my friend. Especially when I hear yes. stuff, I'm like, "What? What? What's that?" Sometimes it's not your friend because you learn oh. what a word means that you never wanted to learn. Especially when you pull it up at work, you're like, "Oh crap! Oh crap! Yep. Oh crap! Go nope, nope, away! <laughs> no! Didn't mean to do that." No, nope. I work for a big corporation, and like every site I go to is monitored, so I gotta be careful. Or like you do a Google image search, you're searching for one thing, and then like, <laughs> how'd that get there? Yeah, exactly. I didn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, th- this game is very straightforward. It's a kids' game, so it is it is easy. I beat the game on medium, had no problem at all getting through it. I never tried it on hard, so not even sure. I how put that- it on hard. I got about three quarters of the way through. I admit, I did not beat it, but um, I got close enough to the end that, and I watched the YouTube video that I pretty much knew. I only had a few things left to do, anyways. I just. Uh, didn't finish it <laughs> yeah yeah i just it was one of those things where i started playing it for about 30 minutes and i had like three-fourths of the gems and i thought i'm gonna beat this game tonight and i stayed up way too late doing it but it only, it only took me like an hour or so to beat it yeah and it was on a work night too which was just stupid i'm like why am i staying up risking my i know that's my- <laughs> that's exactly what i thought when i was playing it like, i'm staying up to play a pony game I know. And, and every time my wife would walk over she'd just shake her head and laugh like what are you doing <laughs> <So>. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it was it was it's interesting, and we'll we'll dive into it a little bit. Uh, like I said, I I would classify this as an action adventure game. It's definitely got the whole you find this thing to get to the next part of the game to unlock, kind of unlock the story. There's really not a story that goes along with it, but you have to go search for things and other levels to unlock the uh, the ponies. Would you agree with that, Aaron? Yeah, yeah, okay. I would say. Uh, almost in the vein of like a a dizzy game or just a you know a simple adventure game where you wander around and you can get hurt but you don't really have um a way to attack the enemies you just kind of have to avoid them yeah um it's the same way in this game um except for when you get into boss battles which is weird (laughs) (laughs) that's the only time you can you can actually attack yeah and i don't know if i was just really good and didn't get hit at all but can you even get hurt by the boss because i felt like i was invincible when the boss or when you well when i played it on hard um, you actually lose horseshoes. Okay. And I think you lose keys too. Okay. Well, I know you lose horseshoes through the game when when certain enemies hit you. So, I guess. Yeah. But it seems like there's an everlasting supply of horseshoes if you just backtrack. So, 
Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, the, I guess the we can kind of go into that too. The horseshoes are kind of what let you go from certain areas of the level to the next. I, 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 so it cracked me up when I tried to go f- through one of the very first uh, gates and I didn't have 10 horseshoes. Like that crazy screen came up and I was like, try again. But when you do have 10 horseshoes and that screen comes up again, I think it says like, good job. <laughs> like just real chipper. Good and, job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to do some sound bites for that. Like, good job. <laughs> Try again. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got some. Uh, definitely got some trophies for that. <laughs> I, 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 I have one too, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, as far as gameplay goes and controls, um, I, I think one of the biggest complaints on this game that I saw from our Facebook uh, listeners and just from reading some of the reviews, the controls are a little, they're they're a little unresponsive. Um, I'm, it, I don't think it's unfair or anything, but. It kind of takes Crystal a little while to get started when you, you go a certain direction, and the jump mechanic's not always spot on, but uh, I think for the most part, it's not bad. I, I feel like I could get to the areas of the levels I needed to. I could jump over uh, certain bad spots if I needed to, but uh, I, overall, it was just okay for the controls. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would say the controls were just okay. Um, they're, it's a little bit stiff, the movement. Um, it doesn't animate as smooth, smoothly as I would hope. Everything just feels a little bit rickety. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I do not like the fact that when you reach an edge of a platform, you kind of get stuck and yeah. you have to jump. That kind of frustrated me. It, it's, like, I was, it's like Crystal walks into an imaginary wall and like backs up. It's, it's strange. Yeah, it's okay. So maybe they're just trying to put some imaginary walls so you don't accidentally fall off and die. <laughs> uh, but I don't think there's really any places where you can fall into a, an endless pit. No, you're pretty invincible as far as this game goes. Like I said, I, I played it through in one sitting. The very first time I popped it in, I beat it. And I don't remember ever coming close to dying or anything. So it's yeah. pre- pretty much just a kind of a wandering around type game. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they they definitely uh, made it so. It's one of those games where it's like you think of like Sega Disney games where they made it as hard as oh, freaking yeah. possible, and this is at the other end of the yeah. spectrum where it's like, okay, we know we're marketing a game to little girls in hopes that their parents buy them a Sega Genesis and get them more games, uh, and maybe little boys if they enjoy pony games. But um, if they weren't, you know, already into Sonic or something. Um, so, you know, I, I understand. They made this game as much of a pushover as possible because it's kind of a gateway game. You know, if, if you get good at this one, you're going to get better at other games. It's kind of like with my kids, you know, I don't let them play really complicated games because they're going to ask me every couple of minutes, Dad, can you help me with this part of the game? <laughs> Like, this is one of those games where it's going to hold your hand because uh, the child isn't going to ha- have to hand the controller over to their parent every five seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, in that regard, it, it's uh, it's it's good for kids. Um, you know, I like the little musical puzzle that pops up yeah. where it's kind of like Simon Says. Um, and there's like a few things where if you hit I think it's like if you hit a, a piece of fruit or something like this, uh, was it like an owl or something flies down and they knock it over and it, uh, I think it gives you a key or something like that. There's a few moments like that, or there's one part where you can water, um, some flowers 
So there's like nice little bits where you can interact with the environment. Yeah, exactly. And kind of expand on that too. Like I think one of the very first parts of the game is you pretty much attach yourself to like a, a wheelbarrow and move it away from the barn and open up the barn and get some, uh, you know, some items that way. But it definitely reminded me of kind of wandering around like a very, very watered down version of like monkey Island or something. I, I kind of, I, I, I felt like I was back in that kind of state, but in a very <laughs> kiddie way, um, I feel like if this game were a different theme, maybe it would have been a little bit more attractive to Sega Genesis fans. <laughs> maybe if it were like a Sonic adventure game with a little bit more action to it. I mean, the, the premise of the game and, and how it plays to me is, is not, is not bad at all. Yeah. But, uh, um, it definitely has some, uh, um, stuff <laughs> oh yeah and you know what this developer they were kind of uh by the numbers and i can't really say they had many like standout games um you know they were mostly known this was our tech digital who did this for sega and they were mostly don't known for doing ports of other games and the other game they did before this on the sega genesis is absolutely terrible and it's a probably one of the worst games just because of how bad the port was and that's dark castle yeah <laughs> so if we ever cover that game on the show it's an automatic garbage uh automatic spoiler ever played spoiler alert guys it's it's not good it's got the worst controls of an, almost any game I've ever played. So I, I have honestly, this is a marked improvement over that game. Isn't that funny? I've, I've honestly stayed away from Dark Castle. I've never played it. I've just heard I've heard that over and over again. I thought, why waste my time? So maybe I should just play it just to agree with everybody. <laughs> you know, they also did Motocross for 32X, which wasn't bad. I, yeah, I used to own okay, that one. That okay. was a pretty decent game. Yeah, that wasn't so. bad. That wasn't bad. And they also did a... Uh, what's funny is later on, they did a My Little Pony game on DOS. So... <laughs> You know, they that used right? that experience they had, and uh, they did something with it, yeah. Well, that's different. That's cool. But, um, yeah, I mean, really, this I think the game has, how many stages do they have? Like, four or five, maybe? I don't want to call them stages, but, like, areas that you go into. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a interconnected world where you go through these magic gates, and they take you to different levels, I guess. And you know it's a level because you get to the end of it, and... Um, the only way you can pass through it to the next area uh, or I guess the part where you find a pony is you have to collect. It's usually like 15 horseshoes, sometimes a little more. And uh, you, you get through this gate and you can pass through the next area. Yeah. And so all these gems have different uh, that you collect. They have different shapes and different colors. And every door or area where the ponies are trapped kind of show an outline of that. So you kind of know. If you can remember where, okay, I got this diamond gem, I need to go to the forest level or something. Yeah, kind of gives you an idea of where you need to be next. So it's definitely, it's it's definitely kid friendly in that sense. I, I, I think I, I, I think anyone maybe above the age of like six or seven could probably pick this game up and beat it pretty easily. Um, yeah, there's there's not really any huge penalties or or places where you can't just backtrack and collect more horseshoes yeah. or keys. Exactly, and I, or uh, music notes that somehow turn into horseshoes. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I guess they're like half a horseshoe. Well, and I, we were talking about that a little bit before the show, and I, I can't remember if I it was like a piece of candy or something I got, and I was trying to pay attention to see if it gave me horseshoes. I don't remember seeing it, my horseshoe count go up, so I don't know what that was for. Maybe just to make you feel good and go eat some candy or something. But, <laughs> How do you like that effect that happens when you collect a gem, and it's like 
the the game is uh, going nuts or something because it goes (laughs) and the gem starts to float and then you see it go into your inventory it's great it's definitely a uh, there's definitely some interesting sound effects there's some charm to the game yeah Yeah. and and, and the the music soundtrack is a mix of some uh, some quaint original tunes and uh, a lot of classical pieces um and I don't know if you want to talk about that now or wait till yeah, we talk sure. about music. Yeah, no, that, that's uh, right. yeah, we'll just break into that. <laughs> um, so if you peruse the sound test, which I'm sure you will, um, there's at least eight different composers represented. They took uh, Brahms' Fourth Symphony, uh, the Rachmaninoff uh, Paganini. I forgot what the. I think it's like theme of Paganini or something. Um, you also had Earl Koenig uh, by Schubert, which was a, like a tone poem. Uh, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies by uh, Tchaikovsky. Hall of the Mountain King, which I think is, uh, is that Greek? Um, you had Lullaby by Mitchell. So, I mean, there's, there's different ones. Um, if you ever listen to classical music, you'll recognize a lot of these. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty decent. It's not the best symphonic music I've ever heard on the Genesis. I'd say that honor probably goes to something like uh, uh, Shining Force 2 or Fantasia or uh, Beyond Oasis. I think those games really do that type of music justice. And, of course, you know, it's never going to... Symphonic music is never going to sound as good on the Genesis as it does on the Super Nintendo. Um, That's why there's the Sega CD... But uh, <laughs> but it's 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 decent here. You know, I think it's cool that you walk into an area and the music kind of changes dynamically. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I've I noticed some of the old, like you said, some of the old uh, orchestrated classical music type stuff in here, and, and it, it wasn't bad. I, I definitely wasn't going to say it was great, but it's it, not it's not terrible, and there's no um, farty Genesis sounds. <laughs> um, you know, it's not the worst genesis music I've, I've i've heard so i can definitely give it that yeah yeah and and something about this game kept me interested to play it as long as i did so i don't know we'll, we'll see how that verdict goes later <laughs> but, yeah. it was a lobotomy right uh, yeah, no, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just picking on you <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I'm, I'm right with you as far as music and sound effects go it, it wasn't awful it, it was it was definitely bearable but uh yeah. Um, as far as graphics go, I, I think it's doable. Definitely, uh, yeah. it's definitely acceptable for a kids' game. Lots of bright colors. Uh, it looks better than it plays. I agree. Um, when you're walking around, uh, you're like the mane of the pony flows. You know, it's a pretty decent. Yeah, the animation's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the horse neighs. There's only two buttons <laughs> that you use in the game. Really, you've got one to to uh, raise up a neigh, and the other one to jump. Yep. But it, it's pretty decent animation. It's just everything's kind of choppy. Yeah, and when you do that nay, like it just kind of feels like something's skipping in the game. I'm, I'm right with you on that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's 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 passable. Definitely okay for a kids' game. Yeah, I mean if you got kids, um, you know, have them give it a shot. It's it's not too bad. Yep. Well, that might be short thoughts for me. I don't know if you have anything else to say about it. Basically, spoiler alert: when you get all the. Uh, I, th- I really thought there was going to be an end battle at this, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, and it's just the same type of battle as the other times, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, you just keep fighting the Storm Witch. 
I just assumed that when I got all my pony friends and I went on the Rainbow Road to beat the game, I thought there was going to be some... Not ep- the Mario Kart Rainbow Road. Exactly. <laughs> I thought there was going to be some epic like battle at the end, and basically you just go and have a big party with your friends. So that was it. That's it was a, all I want in life. Yeah, party with all your pony friends. <laughs> I think they were actually at the party at the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. And then... For some reason, they were struck by lightning or something, or they were transported into these cages. And this is a perfect setup for like some good fan fiction. Someone needs to write like why you know why these people were at the party and you know. And so. why is the storm witch so upset? Oh no! Just maybe. I mean, what's the motivation? Maybe she wasn't invited to the party. Maybe she. Maybe it was a you know just a prejudice thing. Only ponies allowed at this party. You know. Uh, Come on, y'all. It's well, terrible. Yeah, terrible. We we can't be that way in this day of age. Oh, we need to be nice to every pony. Yeah, even the witches. <laughs> but, yeah, someone write some fan fiction on that. I'll post it on the website. <laughs> and I'll read it. <laughs> Maybe it'll be an Ask Aaron question. Why were the ponies so mean to the witch? <laughs> oh, gosh. Ask your father. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. The witch kind of reminded me of, uh, oh, what's that uh, character's name in Mario that... Uh, has a little wand. Maybe I'm thinking. Oh of, yeah, yeah. It's, with it's one stuff. of those. Yeah, like, like I can't no. remember which one it was though. So. Yeah, I'm a Sega guy, so I shouldn't have to know that, right? Yep. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, yeah, I don't have anything else to really say about the game, Aaron. I don't know if you. Uh... What are we gonna rate it? Well, that'll be after retrofitted achievements, right? Oh yeah, I guess we'll <laughs> save that to the end. Perfect. Um, perfect you know, segue. I don't, yeah, I really don't have much else to say on that front. So then we'll just do right, retrofitted achievements. I know you're excited to do this. You told me you had some awesome ones, and I can't wait to hear them. The Channel Christians retrofitted achievements. Let me get rid of mine first because mine were kind of half done. I did them like two days ago. Okay. And I feel bad because we were going to record a couple of days ago, and I didn't even have them done. That's how that's how ill prepared I was. Uh, um, my first one is called "The Tale of the Joke," and this is called "Can't" or this is not being able to beat the game on easy mode. Um, the next one's called "The Gems Ponytail," you know, because we're Genesis Gems is a crystal, uh-huh. and this is uh, this is impossible to do. But I just thought it was funny. Unlock Rob Luther as a secret character as a pony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next All right, one. someone Photoshop Rob as a pony. Do it. <laughs> yes, please do that. <laughs> uh, the next one's called uh, "Wishing That Rainbow Road Was Thor's," uh, and this is just getting to the Rainbow Bridge and being being let down because you know in Thor he had that awesome Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, and... he had that uh, that bridge. That was like the best part of the movie. Exactly. Um, the next one is called Black Beauty, and that's doing what I did, creating an all black pony. If you remember the movie Black Beauty, it was a. Uh, all black pony. And uh, then the last one, <laughs> this is kind of stupid. This one's called You Suck. And that's uh, getting to the getting to the door, <laughs> not, not having enough horseshoes. And then the uh, game telling you to try again. Because really, if this was like a, a teen-rated game or MA game, it probably would tell you you suck and not just say try again. So, Did but, you ever play Tough Man Contest? <laughs> yes, with Butterbean. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember getting to Butterbean? Or I cheated my way to get to Butterbean because that <laughs> game was impossibly hard. And... Uh, he, he shouts some expletive at you. I forgot what it was, but it was basically amounting to you suck. Oh, that's great. <laughs> if, if we ever cover that game, Jam It, that I played today, like the whole time you're playing that game, like the two guys are like trash talking each other, and I, I can't wait to do some skit with that. 
<laughs> it's like, not my house and all this different crap. <laughs> so, but yeah, those are my retrofitted achievements. I can't wait to hear yours, Jeremy. All right, man. So are you ready? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so these are all song titles. <laughs> and hopefully um, you're familiar with all these. If not, I, I'm sorry. Uh, most of these are from popular bands, uh, popular metal bands. Um, we'll, we'll see if I can guess. We'll or guess. underground metal. Um, so kind of a mix. Okay. All right? So, And listeners, if you can name all the bands... Uh, for their respective song just let me know it would be awesome alright so the first achievement is only for the week and that's uh, beat the game on easy mode <laughs> uh, next achievement is symphony of destruction oh yeah uh, play all the tracks on the sound test <laughs> just like the Pied Piper uh-huh. rats through the streets it's like Rasputin uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites I won't, uh-huh. I won't give it away uh, fade to black uh, Ooh, yeah. try beating an area without getting enough horseshoes <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, seek and destroy uh, defeat the evil storm witch that was two from the same band right yeah okay, kind of cheap okay. okay. Um, running free beat the game without getting hit once <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of an obscure song from that band, but they're a very popular band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's obvious again. Uh, I use this band a lot. Ride the lightning. Uh, watch the <laughs> intro cinematic and watch helplessly as your pony yeah. friends are struck by freaking lightning. Which that that's actually my favorite album from that band. <laughs> Love that album. But anyways, um, the prisoner. Use one of the gems to free a pony friend. Ooh. Uh, number of the beast collect <laughs> enough horseshoes to finish a level is raining blood next <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost picked that one but I couldn't fit it into the pony team uh, master of puppets uh, visit the puppet wagon Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the Sega logo on it um, and my final one was uh, spirit crusher which is uh, <laughs> beat this game on hard oh those are epic man <laughs> Epic as in Faith No More, epic. But, uh, right? <laughs> I was trying my best to find a way to fit in an achievement with Wild Stallions, like Bill and Ted. Like, oh, I, yeah. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't. I was looking at Bill and Ted quotes. I was, like, trying to cheat and everything. No, but those were great. I, there was a few of them I, I didn't quite get, so I definitely got some of the other ones. But that was good. Hopefully, hopefully someone will email us or send us a Facebook message and guess all those. Oh yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you you recognize a few of the bands. There, there's one band I picked where they were a little, little lesser known, but very influential. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, crap. With that, we will go right to this section. Is this a gym? Is this game of Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? And so I could not find. I, I and I, and I think I know why. It even happens today. There's not a lot of big reviewers doing reviews of kids games like even today you know, i think uh game informer did like a let's play of it did they really they did it's on youtube oh that's great and the only thing that's I c- about it the only thing i could find on moby games um, they have used they have critic scores and they have user scores there were no critic scores they did have a user score and it was an average of a 2.0 out of 5 so it was definitely below average kind of unfavorable in their eyes uh but uh, as far as listener feedback go um i kind of 
took some of the best uh, feedback here and kind of put it into a smaller format. We had a lot of conversation going on of people just saying, why would you play this game? Or uh-huh. shouldn't this just be a little girl's game? And blah, blah. I can't believe you picked this game. Blah, 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 blah. So we, uh, we we got some decent feedback here. There's one feedback I'm not going to read on the show. I'm actually going to post to the website. Uh, our friend Joe Copel wrote up a, a heck of a little, it was like I, I considered it like a mini article on our Facebook page. And I, I loved what he said. He was almost kind of, putting it in, into a better perspective, kind of stepping away from the idea that it's about ponies. And I really, really like that. I'm going to try to turn that into an article. He, he gave us his permission. So I'm not going uh, to read that on the show. I'll, I'll post it sometime on the website. But uh, anyways, going through here, um, our buddy Landon Long said, uh, got to say, just finished playing this one. Not a bad game for children. I like the colorful graphics and overall light tone of the game. Plus, that ending at the Pony Castle is just the best. So apparently, uh, Landon beat it. <laughs> he says, uh, not not really a gym, but a good game that entertained me and might be a gym someone under the age of eight or so. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had his cake and he ate it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Brian Bowen says, uh, I played this for about 25, 30 minutes. He says, I will say I was pleasantly surprised to see the soundtrack. I will usually go to the sound test when playing a game for the first time. Just an old habit of mine. I like that they included a lot of the classical music. So he, he kind of was going the same page with us with the music. Uh, Stephen Miranda says, It's a bigger joke than Barney's hide-and-seek, which is so notorious for being that bad. That game FAQs had to close the message for him for that game specifically. They did. <laughs> I went on to oh, GameFAQs, and I went to uh, or game, game FAQs, however you guys like to pronounce it, and I went to Crystal's Ponytail, and guess what? They're, that board has been locked since 2011. <laughs> well, and, and he said also in here that uh, those who did post there have supposedly scattered to the Shaq Fu message forums. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people were just posting stupid, ridiculous stuff. Um, so I don't know if they just wiped all those messages or what. It was so dumb. Yeah, so that's kind of a wrap-up of people who actually played the game on our site. Um, it looks like the consensus was that this game is garbage to our listeners. It had uh, two gems... And one of them was from the guy who gives us the best feedback in the world, Michael Kelso. So I'm sure he played this game. I'm sure he loved it. You know, that, that's why he plays Nintendo it's games. His favorite game ever. It is. And then uh, Brian Voss also said it was a gym. I don't know if those were serious or not, but uh, that's the way it is. And we had uh, about, looks like about like five goods and a whole lot of garbage. So I think the listeners think this is garbage. Well, what do you think, Aaron? What, what, what's your... I, you know, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to go somewhere in between. My daughter said it was a gem based on what she played of it. She really enjoyed it. From my uh, my jaded adult perspective, I might say it's garbage just having played so many better games. But I'm, I'm honestly going to go in the middle here and say it's just good. Because for its intended audience, I feel like it does its job. Uh, it doesn't make the player feel stupid. Um, and it's not too... It's too easy and it's not too hard for that age range. Yeah. Um, I feel like the penalties aren't too bad. I, you know, I, I do wish the animation could have been a little better or the, you know, I mean, just the way everything kind of stutters a little bit. But um, for what it is, what it's designed to be, I think it succeeds in that purpose. So I, I've definitely played worse games on the Genesis, trust me. Absolutely. So, um, And we will cover them. Oh, and we have covered some, mm-hmm. like, like Chester Cheetah. 
And so <laughs> that, that was kind of my scale on this game, is did I like this better than Chester Cheetah? I, I'm kind of using that as my uh, my garbage and Just good. wait till you play Dark Castle. I don't know if I want to, if it's bad as Chester Cheetah. But uh, <laughs> I definitely like this game better than Chester, Chester Cheetah. So I'm going to give this a, a good. It was kind of borderline garbage to me. Yeah, but, but I, I was I was almost there, but I, I gave it a good. But the fact that I played it and I beat it without really, it was one of those games I beat and I wasn't sitting here complaining the whole time. Like I was actually, I don't, I don't want to sound, I don't, I don't want to say I was too interested, but I was, I was interested enough to see the game unfold. And, and I remember being a kid and sometimes playing some of the easier games to beat. I, I enjoyed. Like I remember going back to uh, Aladdin for Super Nintendo a lot as a kid because it was just so easy to beat. And the the controls were fluent, and it wasn't it, it wasn't unfair. And I still like going back to Aladdin on Super Nintendo and playing that and beating it quite often because it's just easy and kind of fun. But uh, I kind of felt that way when I played this game, so I'm I'm going to give it a good. It, like I said, overall, nothing really was awful about it, other than yeah. maybe, other than maybe the premise that it was you know, a little girl's game. But I think I think for <laughs> I think for kids or just having a little sit back for thirty minutes to an hour kind of. Okay it's time. a relaxing game. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're not going to get super frustrated playing this game. Yeah, and I honestly thought about like selling this game back, but it's it's one of those things where I kind of like to keep the games we cover on the show, other than Chester Cheetah. Um, and the only reason we got rid of Chester Cheetah is because awesome Blake ate all those cheetahs. He put a whole bag of, <laughs> or I think of, I think of the challenge of thirty, which he was ingenious because he did a video of himself doing that and crushing them up in a bag. So I, I actually found that video the other day. <laughs> just I was just laughing so hilariously at it. So, but um, I don't have any cool challenges for this game, so I'm gonna go ahead and put it back on my shelf, <laughs> make it look nice I, on my on my collection. I will say here here's a challenge for you dads out there: figure out how to braid your daughter's hair. <laughs> that's your challenge i had to do that uh oh, over the man. weekend and i'd never braided my daughter's hair so th- that can be your crystals ponytail challenge learn to braid hair i wouldn't even know where to start man i got two boys <laughs> so i don't yeah yeah i mentioned earlier we had a, a a friend of mine his his mom was in the hospital and we watched their kids today and he, he has two girls and a boy and my wife was just eating it up she was combing the little girl's hair and all this stuff and i don't know i don't even know where to begin with that stuff so <laughs> but anyways so yeah this we're gonna lay the gavel down right now and say this is just good we kind of outnumbered the listeners aaron we both said it was good they said it was garbage so i'm going to kind of lean on the side of majority here and we're just want to say it's good so there you go sounds good crystal's ponytail is just good all right man well, that was a pretty... I don't know. I, I didn't really see the timer here. We talked a little bit before the show, but I think that was a fairly fairly good-sized show. We uh, brought brought in the Ask Aaron segment, which took up some, some time because we knew this game wasn't going <laughs> to... Yeah, we knew we weren't going to go, you know, uh, almost to two hours with this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, But I, uh, give us some feedback on the Ask Aaron segment. I, I enjoy it. It's definitely something I want to see kept on here so and in in that vein any segment at all if you guys want to see us talk about something else or if there's a segment you're thinking eh, maybe we don't really care what you're talking about with your sega snippets which i i have i've heard good feedback on that but i'm just trying to you know, give you all an example if there's any feedback you'd like to give us uh, just go on our website genesisgemspodcast.com all of our links are there our emails there facebook account twitter account everything any any way you want to connect with us there's Links at the bottom of that page and go check it out. So, give us feed. We we love feedback, whether it's positive or negative. Um, I'm constantly wanting to improve this podcast. I, you know, I was talking to Aaron in the beginning about some of my popping noises I make. I'm trying to fix that, listeners. So if that drives any of you all nuts, 
uh, I am trying to fix that. Aaron's been uh, coaching me with some new software, so I'm trying to uh, incorporate that into the show in the future. So, But anyways, yeah, you guys give us any feedback. If I'm pronouncing your last name wrong, keep doing that. I love it, so just uh, keep it up. But, uh, yeah, so there's my rant for a little bit, Aaron. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll stop saying awesome so much. Awesome. Right, no, uh, I probably won't. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'm, I'm that way with the word sweet. And every time you all get, send me a message on Facebook, I'm like, sweet. And after I type it, I'm like, I say that an awful lot. <laughs> I just think of, uh, dude, where's my car? <laughs> yeah, sweet. Dude, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> with the tattoos on their back. <laughs> oh, that's a bad movie. but I... The poor man's Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. You're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So, uh, yeah. Uh, as far as our other shows go, go check out the Retro Junkies website, uh, theretrojunkies.com. I just listened to the latest Retro Obscura podcast today. I finished it. It was the uh, that was the pocket edition, right? And yeah, very good. I uh, I love what you all had to talk about in the games there. Some uh, Game Boy games I've never even heard of. I think Paul brought up the. Uh, Wendy, Wendy Every the Witch, Witch Way, which oh. is one of those uh, Way Forward games. It's yes, really good. I had no clue Way Forward even had that game, so I'm a big Way Forward fan, so I'm going to go check that out. They actually made a Sega Genesis game also. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it was before they started making really good games. Exactly, it, exactly. It's a, it's a Mickey Mouse game if you ever want to check it out. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Way Forward fan, so it's always cool to hear about that stuff. Because usually when you think about Way Forward and Game Boy, you always think of Shantae. That's usually the... The big game everyone goes to. So, but um, yeah, check check retro obscure out. I'm gonna just promote this for Aaron because I know sometimes promoting your own show is kind of like, eh. but uh, love it. <laughs> I love hearing Adam back. It's Adam has such a soothing voice. There's just something about the way Adam talks that I, I, you all have a real good dynamic there. When all three of you are there, I really enjoy that show. So you guys go check that out. Is it uh, retroobscure.com? Uh, yeah, retroobscurepodcast.com. Okay, awesome. So yeah, check that out. Check out all the other retro junkies. Uh, podcast retrojunkies.com and a uh, big shout out to you know he's always supporting the show phil anderson no swear gamer go check out if you want if you like videos he does videos some awesome just he just reviews everything so uh again we we want to challenge phil to play this game phil i'm going to see you do crystal's ponytail along with chester cheetah it'd be nice if just phil just did all the games we did but you know he's got other games he needs to play just gotta too. get him back yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right aaron well uh if you don't have anything else to say uh, no, that's it. Uh, I did just want to mention that uh, I don't didn't mention this earlier, but there was actually a planned port of this game to the Master System that never came out. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so the more you know, that is cool. Where did you see that at? Um, I think it was it was on uh, it was like a Sega Retro or a Wiki page okay. uh, for Crystal's Ponytail. Yeah, and I actually watched. Uh classic game room they reviewed this game pretty hilarious they didn't really give any like history on it but it was just a guy kind of bashing it the whole time pretty, oh yeah pretty funny <laughs> i'll always enjoy this classic game room videos but uh all right man well with that we hope you will go visit our new website genesis and with that we hope to catch you all later later <laughs>